Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. We are hosts, Chad Mitchell and David Finch. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm Chad Mitchell. I'm David Finch. And we're glad to be back with you for another study. We got part three coming at you, uh, Moses versus Christ. Uh, there's so much here. We just, they, oh, it, man. it warranted a part three. And so, yep, it's really good. We got a good study for you tonight. Um, send us an email if you got any questions about what we study or really any religious question. We'd love to study with you. Email's in the link, truth. Um, let's see, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. And it's in the link of the description. Uh, so you can find it there and click on it, copy, paste. But send us a note. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you're in Blackfoot or anywhere close to Blackfoot, Idaho, Idaho does not get hurricanes. Okay? <laughs> you're safe here. Yeah, there's no hurricane. So if you're fleeing a hurricane, we want to keep those folks in our prayers. Dealing with the hurricane. It sounds like a bad one. So Down in Florida uh, right now, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. it's Florida and it's going to hit Georgia and, and that. I heard and it could get up to about 11 feet of water. Yeah, it's just pushing a wall of water inland. And so certainly you, you folks are in our prayers. They're dealing with that. But Idaho, we're, we're almost 40, 4,300 feet. We don't have to worry about no surge of water. Dry, high desert here. The air's cooling off a little. Summer's going away, man. I know. Already. It seems like it just started. I know. And uh, The nights are cool, so, which is really nice. So if you do happen to be fleeing any of those things, and you like cooler weather, and you like mountains, come and worship with us here in Blackfoot, uh, 10, 10 a.m. Sunday morning for class, and 11 a.m. for worship, and also a Bible study on Wednesday evenings at 7.30. Uh, we'll welcome you with open arms, and we'd, we'd love to shake your hand and, and worship with you. So uh, uh, 370 North Schilling here in Blackfoot, Idaho. Uh, love to have you, and and any, if you, if you want a Bible study, man, we can we can study the Bible by Zoom, phone call, you know, just anything. Dave, I know you're more than happy to to do so, and we'd love to. That's right. To study with you, like when I imagine like a perfect Friday night, you know how a lot of people like to go out and do whatever on a Friday night. Mm -hmm. My perfect Friday night that I I imagine is a Bible study. So oh, sure, yeah. I am always open and willing to study with anyone. Yeah, and and you know that's that's what we're we're uh, do as Christians. We study God's word, try to stay fluent in it, and there's always something you can learn. You know, there is. Dave, you and I were just talking. I was that's reading right. through Matthew, and I learned something. Yeah, and uh, it, there's always something that's going to pop out at you different. And it's exciting, you know. And, it is, and, and we can talk about it, and that's what we're doing here. And so, uh, uh, appreciate you listening, tuning in, like, subscribe, share the podcast. So, probably with that, let's go ahead and dive into our study. We're going to be looking at Galatians chapter three, verse twenty-three, right off here. Um, and Dave's writing something, so <laughs> yeah, you, you no. want me to read it? Yeah, if you want to. Yeah, let's okay. get started there. So Galatians 3, 23 through 26. Actually, you want me to read through the end of the chapter? Yeah, why don't you? Okay, it says, But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith which would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. 
But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So I, I really appreciate this, especially in verse 24, if you're uh, following along with us from home. It talks about how the law was a tutor to bring us to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we've been looking at is these foreshadowings. So they're not prophecies, but rather it, it's like a, a shadow of the good things to come, as it talks about in Hebrews 10. But, you know, it, we needed a part three, but really I could do like a part four, five, six, and seven. Yeah. I mean, I could really get lost in these foreshadowings because they're all over throughout the, the law of Moses. Because it, it really does bring us to Christ. And, and it all throughout the Old Testament, it points towards Christ. So that's what I really enjoy about looking at the foreshadowings of it. And so... Uh, starting out tonight, we're going to be looking at something that has been a dispute among the nations for way too long. Um, instrumental music. You know, as we see throughout the Old Testament, they used instrumental music. David played the harp, you know, and, and we, we hear about them playing instruments mm -hmm. for worship and everything. So there's, there is a dispute or a um, among many denominations, can we use it in worship today under the law of Christ? Well, what if I told you that there is foreshadowings to point to the fact that we are not to use instrumental music? Mm -hmm. This is beautiful. So let's turn over to Second Chronicles twenty nine. Okay. Second Chronicles twenty nine. We're going to start. If you're following along with us, please turn over there with us. Second Chronicles 29, 20 and 21 is where we're going to start. So this is where King Hezekiah is restoring temple worship for his people. And it says, Then King Hezekiah rose early, gathered the rulers of the city, and went up to the house of the Lord. And they brought seven bulls, seven rams, seven lambs, and seven male goats, for the sin offering for the kingdom, for the sanctuary, and for Judah. Then he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of the Lord. So, notice the amount of sacrificing that they're doing. This is 28 animals. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not like little pigeons. These are, these are animals that they depend on, mm -hmm. right? So this is a, a big sacrifice. Because it's it's for a sin offering for the kingdom. It's, mm -hmm. it's to sanctify Judah and, and the kingdom. But also when you look at Leviticus, we're not going to turn over there, but you see the the amount of effort it took for the priest to make these this sacrifice. Well, it, and another thing that we talked about last week, just to bring up again just real quickly, just kind of yeah. understand the... the, the uh, cost of these right. animals and the sacrifices um a bull a bull can be very valuable because it can make more more bulls <laughs> well yeah you know the breeding part of it 
um, to, to sacrifice your prize bull who can breed all these cows and make more calves. Yeah. That's a big sacrifice. Yeah. Because you have like breeding lines and strings. And I'm telling you, some of those bulls, uh, in, if, you're, if you're doing today in America, you know, there's, there's different lines of, of cattle. And some of the the strings and lines and um, inheritant uh, bulls are worth a lot of money. Yeah, you know, and well, I don't know how it was then, but man, if he threw good calves, you know, that's right. Um, that was that was just an and it, that just hit me as we've been studying this. It's like when you start thinking about what they had to sacrifice, it's a lot. Not to mention the the, the what the the say the farmer had to give up. Yeah, the 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 owner of the cattle, but then what the priest had to go through, yeah, in order to sacrifice them. You're right, and save the blood, and the blood gets sprinkled here, and you know, just go read it sometime. Yeah. on w- what they had to go through. Starting it at Leviticus one, and just start reading through it. They it was very specific, and mm-hmm. you know, and when you read Leviticus, then you realize why the Levitical priesthood was um that was their sole job you know they were not expected to labor or to go into battle or anything they were the the tribe of the priests that was their job because they had to study a lot to make sure that they made the correct kind of sacrificing because when you think about it let's say for example chad you're of the levitical priesthood and i'm bringing a bull and this is supposed to cleanse my sin well if you do it wrong then it's not cleansing my sin (laughs) it was and so you know it it was it was a certain dependency upon the priest to do it correctly yeah it was done in vain yeah it would have been done in vain that's right yeah and so they had to be very careful yeah but but like you're bringing out these aren't just like pets i mean they were this was their livelihood these animals are their livelihoods Mm -hmm. so it was a big sacrifice. I mean, it was an actual sacrifice. And so um, notice the big amount of sacrifices they're talking about it. But, you know, as the Levitical priesthood had to had to do it correctly, sprinkle the, the blood in the specific places, in the appropriate places. And, you know, and as all of this is going on, notice verse 25 of 2 Chronicles 29. It says... And he stationed the Levites in the house of the Lord with cymbals, with stringed instruments, and with harps, according to the commandment of David, of Gad the king seer, and of Nathan the prophet. For thus was the commandment of the Lord by his prophets. So in this verse, I, it's key to point out, God always had control over what instruments were to be used. They couldn't just pick up drums or whatever kind of instrument, I can imagine them just making up an instrument. I I don't really know. But anyway, they couldn't just make any kind of instrument and use it. God had to give them permission to use it. So it was according to the commandments of God. God made the command on what instruments can be used and what instruments cannot be used. That's important for us to recognize, too. Well, and and the thing is, um, they were very serious about it, much like we need to do today. Okay, amen. And and people uh, they they take religion, and I'm 
I don't mean to be accusing anyone or anything. I'm just saying, you can see, anyone can see, it's kind of lackadaisical. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, I guess One I'll go to church. One church is as good as another. Yeah, I'll just go to church today and, you know, whatever. And if I don't yeah. like what he's saying, I'll go to this other one, whatever. Or what can this church offer me? Exactly. You know, it, and, and it works best for my kids because they have a playground. And imagine or if they attack these sacrifices that way. Yeah. It's like, well, he's getting a whole bull sacrifice to him. Who cares how we do it? <laughs> Who cares if it has blemishes on it? Right. And so, um, seriously. Yeah. It's a good it's a good comparison. That's a very good point because they had they had to give their best. And if they messed it up, it didn't work. It was not it was it not It was unacceptable. Yeah. It was not a proper sacrifice. It was in vain. That's right. And that's what we talk we've how much have we talked about this in the podcast? Yeah. That's why we have a standard, an example. That's right. And we try to follow it just the same as they did here. And and we got to recognize that it is the same God whom we serve. Mm-hmm. It's under a different law, but it's the same God whom we That's serve. Right. He has high expectations. And our instructions are not near as hard as they were then. No, but our uh, I would say they are, but in a different way. We True. are to sacrifice ourselves. Yeah, right. You know, we are to be a living sacrifice. They just sacrifice bulls. I mean, we have to... And another thing that... I, we're not talking about, but I could. They had to be circumcised, right? Mm. Well, we circumcise our heart. So we cut off the things that we want, and we take that away from us, and yeah. we do what God wants. So there, I mean, it's it's a different kind of sacrifice. But yes, I mean, we we do have the, the same, or God expects the same from us as they did from them. Yep. <clears throat> so... So God always had control over what instruments were to use and what instruments were not to use. And so, and then continuing on in uh, verse 26 through 29, let's continue to read this and follow along with us. If you're sitting at home, follow along with us. So starting in verse 26 of Second Chronicles 29, says, The Levites stood with the instruments of David and the priest with the trumpets. Then Hezekiah commanded them to offer the burnt offering on the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of the Lord also began with the trumpets and with the instruments of David, king of Israel. So all the assembly worshipped. The singers sang and the trumpeters sounded. All this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they had finished offering, the king and all who were present with him bowed and worshipped. Okay, so notice as the burnt offering began, they used the instruments of David, and they they were singing. You know, they used the trumpet, the the instruments, and and all of that. So you see this this big grand um, thing going on with you know with songs and mm-hmm. and the the singers and the trumpeters, and and this I can imagine how beautiful it sounded. Yeah. Right. And all of it continued until the burnt offering was finished. Then when the burnt offering was finished, they all stopped. And they bowed and worshipped. So then they stopped singing. They stopped uh, playing instruments. And so all of this was going on until the burnt offering was finished. Now, let's continue on in verse 30. So I'm, I'm trying to point this out. As we continue on. Chad, do you want to read verse 30 for us? Yeah. It says, Moreover, King Hezekiah 
and the leaders commanded the Levites uh, to sing praise to the Lord with the words of David and of As Asaph, the seer. So they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Okay, so notice now, after the sacrifice was done, they have just the Levites to sing praises to the Lord. Notice, no instruments, they just sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Okay, so this is after the sacrifice is finished, right? Well, when you turn over to 1 Peter 2, 9, we see there, let's actually turn over there. And when we get, once we get through this, we're going to go through and we're going to point back to this verse as well. But 1 Peter 2, 9 Notice who we are in Christ. So this is Peter talking to brethren. And he says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So right here, we are called a royal priesthood. Right? And... And remember who, Yeah. I, and I don't know if, if everyone is familiar with this, the Levites are the tribe of the priests. So the Levites are the priests. And so after the, the sacrifice was finished, the priests sang. Now we, under Christ, when we're baptized into Christ, we are considered a royal priesthood, right? And then as you read Hebrews 9... 23 through 28. Chad, did you want to read that? Yeah. If you're there. What was it again, Hebrews? Hebrews 9, 23 through 28. Yeah. Um, so this is where the Hebrew writer is digging into who Christ is and, and talking about his sacrifice. Okay, here goes 23 through 28. Therefore, it was necessary that the copies of the things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifice than these. For Christ has not entered the holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Not that he should offer himself uh, often, as the high priests entered the most holy places every year, with blood of another. He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now once at the end of the age he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly await for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. All right, thank you. So notice in verse 25 here of Hebrews 9, he starts talking about the high priest from the law of Moses. The high priest had to offer once a year and would enter into the most holy place once a year, but with blood. And they had to do this every year. They had to 
do this continual sacrifice because the blood was not pure enough to actually cleanse them of their sin. Only the blood of Christ was pure enough. And it was so precious because Christ willingly offered it. You know, so as, as we go through the life of Christ, as we see him uh, in the garden and he was being betrayed, it wasn't like Christ was like, oh, you caught me, so I, I guess I'll, I'll sacrifice myself. He knew it was coming. He was waiting for Judas to betray him. He was waiting for them to catch him. It wasn't that, that you know, they caught him off guard or anything like that. He willingly made that sacrifice. That's what made it so precious and so pure. But notice, he only did it once. And this is what Hebrews 9 is, is talking about. He only had to offer it once. And now that our sacrifice is done, as we are the high priest, we are called to just sing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. So here's that beautiful foreshadowing going on. You know, and when I first came across this a few years back, I thought it was so beautiful. Yeah, that is neat. And so, but notice how now that we are the royal priesthood, our sacrifice is finished. Now we simply sing. And like I said, throughout the law of Moses, God was always in control of what instruments were used. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in the New Testament does God ever tell us what instruments to use. It's not found in Scripture. Mm -hmm. But He did. He told them. He did. That's right. You know, and it's not like God forgot. You know, we don't serve an incompetent God. He is perfect in all of His ways. That's who He is. And so it's it's not that He forgot to tell us. He wants us to just sing, as the Levites just sang. But also, to back this up, let's look at a few verses that actually talk about this. Ephesians 5.19. Here he says, Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then also Colossians 3.16 are you over there, Chad? No, I went to Ephesians. Oh, sorry. I'll go ahead and read. <laughs> yeah, I kind of threw you off a little bit. But to tie Ephesians 5.19 with Colossians 3.16, says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So here, using both of these passages together, we are to speak to one another, notice, not play, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So we have to use scriptural songs. That's what a spiritual song is. Because we need, you know, to tie that in with Colossians 3.16, we need to teach and admonish one another. Mm -hmm. So if we are singing a song <clears throat> that is not scriptural, then we're actually misleading and we're not teaching. Well, and, and what's interesting is um, there were certain people that 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 was commanded to, to play the instrument. That's right. And even after the sacrifice was made, there was the Levite, or the high priests, 
or the what'd you call it? They were the Levite tribe. So the the <clears throat> the tribe of the priests. They were commanded to sing. Yep. They were also actually commanded to to play in the Old Testament. And this was all set up by God. Yeah. He was he set it up, gave him very uh, specific instructions. Each person had their role. Well, when he gave us the new law, this was all gone away. We didn't That's have right. to do that anymore. Um, and so if he wanted us, my point is if he wanted us, and we've talked about this before, to use an instrument, he would have specified who uses the instrument. And what instrument to use. And what instrument to use. That's right. Um, and we've talked before, you and I have, if he did want us to play instead of sing, then we all better play an instrument That's instead right. of sing. And I'm really glad he didn't ask me to, to play an instrument. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and so, you know, it's hard for... It's simple, but not so simple. Yeah. It's hard for people to understand that. Because they go and read stuff like this. Well, they were playing instruments here in the Old Testament, but they don't look at the structure of how it was all put together. And so I really love this comparison. I don't. I honestly don't think I've ever had this brought out to me. Yeah. Well, and until it was brought out to me, um, Patrick actually brought it out to me, and I'm like, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, and what I love about the foreshadowings, really love about it, is the you see the perfection in God and you see his plan unfolding even from the very beginning. You know, it, it was always the plan for this to happen. And when people try to, um, let's say, for example, if you don't think there's anything wrong with it because they, they played them in the Old Testament. Well, let's turn over to Galatians 5.4. Here's a passage that we need to bring out because it it pertains to exactly how people might feel about the Old Testament and bring in the instruments from the Old Testament into the New Testament. What was it again, Dave? Galatians 5.4. Okay. It says, You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by law, you have fallen from grace. And that's really what people are doing when they say, Well, they did it in the Old Testament. I can do it now. You're trying to be justified by the law of Moses. And that's what the passage is talking about. You are trying to be justified by the law of Moses. When you do that, you fall from grace. And it's it's a picking and choosing. That's right. Because no one's going to want to do the whole law. The whole old law. That's right. That's a whole other big thing. So if you want to if you want to stick to one part of the law, you have to keep the whole thing. James 2:10 talks about that. Mm -hmm. You know what? I would not want to do that because I don't remember the last time I heard of a, Le a Levitical priesthood running around here. <laughs> and you got to find the Levitical no. priesthood. And actually... In fact, they've lost the genealogies. No one really knows. That's right. Because the genealogy was important up until Christ. And isn't it funny how when it wasn't important anymore, they lost it? Yeah. Because why do you need it? Mm -hmm. You know, just like it, it, it says in Galatians... Or, uh, where we started. Galatians 3. Yeah. Actually, at the end of... It says, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. This passage right here is exactly why we don't need the genealogy anymore. When we are baptized into Christ, 
we are now Abraham's seed and heir according to the promise. So that you have that that beautiful finishing <laughs> all through Christ. And so, you know, with with this passage, and along with, let's ask, for example, if God did want us to use instruments in the New Testament, what instruments? Mm-hmm. What instruments did he say we can use? Mm-hmm. Nowhere. There's actually eight other passages, and I don't have them written down right here. You know but what's interesting? He, he, he says that he told them what instruments to use, but he didn't tell us what instruments he actually told them to use. Yeah. It wasn't recorded for us. That's right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it is. It's almost like God didn't want us to know because... Well, there's the trumpet. The trumpet. Yeah. And uh, I, I think there was a harp. Mm-hmm. David played a harp. But it doesn't tell us all the all the instruments, all the stringed instruments or anything. It, it doesn't tell us. And so the best that we could do is just guess. And you know what? When it comes to serving God, we have to serve God His way. You might be able to figure it out because he says the instruments of David. Yeah. Well, so you might be able to look at the history books and find out what the instruments of David But how accurate were. are those history books, though? I don't know. Because <laughs> if it's not in the Bible, we don't really mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And and I don't trust our, our history books to be <laughs> well and, and, accurate. And the, another thing, too, is there was no church back here. Oh, in okay. the old law? Yeah, there's no church. That's right. Jesus talked about a church, which we know makes up the people. Matthew 6, 8, 16, the people, 18. The people make up the church, okay? Yeah. There was no church here. That's right. This was part of their worship Yep. to God. Jesus talks about a church and, and how you can be a part of it. That's right. Okay. And, and then when you look at Acts 2, 47... It is only the Lord that adds you to that church. Yeah, and there's no, and this we're just talking about music here, but there's no mention of any instruments. There isn't in the church. There's there's actually eight other passages other than these two, and all of them talk about they just sang. Yeah, nothing about playing. Throughout the New Testament, there's no no mention of playing an instrument. Mm-hmm. The only instrument that is talked about, and Colossians 3.16, your heart. Yeah. You use your heart. It, it always draws right back to the heart. And also, actually, in Ephesians 5.19, yeah. making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's the instrument that you are to use. You are to use your heart, meaning you have to know what you're singing. You know, and like uh, a lot of times we'll get up, like your, your dad last time talked about the... Uh, Night with Ebenezer, you know, there's there's um, a few things throughout there. If you're not really paying attention to it, you may not know what all that means, you know. And like the goodness of the fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Mm-hmm. What are fetters? Fetters are actually like handcuffs, essentially. So, like the goodness of a fetter, because you know, who do they put the the mm-hmm. handcuffs on? The wild people, right? The mm-hmm. the the sinners and the the lawless ones. You bind them. That's the goodness because you bind them. So, like the goodness of the fetter, <clears throat> bind my wandering heart to you. Yeah, and it's important for us to understand what we sing. That's, that's the right. Point. And and that's how we actually teach and admonish one another. Yeah. 
but that's also why they have to be a scriptural song. So we can't get up there and sing ACDC because no. who doesn't like ACDC, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or pick your poison, you know, whoever you like, Garth Brooks, whatever. Yeah. You can't sing those songs yeah. because they're not scriptural. And in fact, there's a lot of, just because there's the song in the hymn book doesn't necessarily mean it's a scriptural song either. Let's not forget, man wrote these songs. So yeah. we have to do our due diligence to make sure that the songs we sing are scriptural songs. Yeah, absolutely. I think <clears throat> there's a lot to that heart. If you if you ever caught someone singing and they don't know you're there. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, they are happy, man. That's right. You can tell that in their heart, they're happy, and it, and it, it, it makes you happier. It's incredible, actually, what a song does. Yeah. A song can, can move you. Sure. We see it, and we play songs at weddings and, 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 and songs that move us, you know, at funerals, whatever. Um, it, it speaks to our emotions and our, you know, our heart, our soul. That's right. And, and, and that's, that's definitely um, here. I, I, another thing. I'll point out is if you ever get a good song with a good beat going and there's a little baby or like a two-year-old, a one-year-old or two-year-old, they start moving to the song. Yeah. Just automatically out of... Yep. Um, you get the dancing baby on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, it's cute. And, it, and it's like, uh, it just makes you want to move, you know? Yeah. And um, uh, now, I'm not saying that in our worship that we, you know, dance around and, and move. The point that I'm trying to make is we should be moved in our hearts. In though. our hearts, That's our right. heart is moved, and in strengthened and encouraged, you know, by everything, the song. Everything always comes back to the heart. Yeah. Throughout the law of Moses and throughout the law of Christ, it is all about giving your heart to the Lord. Yeah. You know, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven through forty says, "Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart.'" with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But then notice verse 40 says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. All of the law and prophets. So all of the the scripture hangs from loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. This is what we are called to do. So everything, actually everything in our worship, in our everyday life, is about giving our heart to the Lord. Not just half your heart. you got to give all of your heart. All of your heart to the Lord. Because let's face it, He deserves it. Mm-hmm. And He actually deserves more than that. But that's all we can give, so that's all He'll ask. You know, and that's another beautiful thing about God that we notice. He deserves more, but he doesn't expect it because he knows we can't give it. Mm-hmm. You know, just like the uh, the wicked servant who gets thrown before the king, and he owed him 10,000 talents. Now, if you don't know what the equivalent of that is, that's about, I think it was... Um, it was, I think, about 10,000 years worth of wages. <clears throat> and that's kind of off the top of my head, but can you... So you can't make that up in like 
10 lifetimes. But when he pleaded to God, when he pleaded to the king, he didn't just give him more time. He he forgave him. Forgave him of that great debt. That's our debt that we have to God. Mm-hmm. We have a debt that we can never pay back. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if we have 10 lifetimes to get through it. We can never pay him back. But he forgave us anyway. And so <clears throat> we read it just a bit ago. That's right. The about how they had to make a sacrifice once a year. Now imagine if Jesus had to come back every year and be sacrificed uh-uh. again. Yeah. No. It wasn't like that. It was pure. It's enough. not even a c- comparable sacrifice. It isn't. He once and for all. Yeah. It, it was that good a sacrifice for our sins to only do it once. But back here, you know what we're talking about, it had to be done once a year it sounded like. Yeah. Well, they had they had daily sacrifices, weekly sacrifices, um monthly sacrifices, but then the yearly sacrifice was the the sin atonement sacrifice that even the priests themselves and only the high priest, not just any priest, the, yeah. only the high priest <clears throat> could go in behind the veil. There wasn't just one <clears throat> sacrifice. There was a sacrifice for several different yeah. things. So they had to go in and make the sacrifice for themselves before they can start making the sacrifices for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So they had to, the high priest had to purify themselves to be pure enough to make the sacrifices for others. So again, imagine, I mean, looking at all the the weight on the priest's shoulders, they had to make sure they were doing everything correctly. Because if they didn't make their atonement correctly, <laughs> then everyone else's after that wasn't, you know, so a lot was on their shoulders. Was the strange fire before this or after it? I can't remember. Uh, for oh, Leviticus ten. Mm. It was. It was before. It was after actually. Mm. So, um, no. starting in Leviticus one, it was it starts talking about all of the uh, sacrificing, mm-hmm. you know, and and laying out how to do it. When you get to Leviticus ten, you see Nadab and Abihu. Yeah, that's the one you're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. And they they offered strange fire, so they they were actually supposed to get the fire from the altar mm-hmm. for the, the fire of incense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell us where they got the fire from, but it wasn't from where God commanded. So it was strange fire because what made it strange was the fact that God never gave him permission to do it. Well, it's the same where we don't know what instrument. God told him. We're not told, but God told yeah. him what instrument to use. Just the same as he told him which fire to use. That's right. And so they lost their lives. Because they didn't follow directions. And we will lose our soul Yeah, if we don't follow directions. That's right. That's a very, very strong point to bring out, Chad. That's a very good point. Yeah. And if you're not giving your your heart to the Lord, you know, going back to, to Matthew 22, if you're not giving your heart to the Lord, what are you doing? Well, and and um, I'm going to bring something out, too, uh, because what was the submarine that imploded just recently? Oh, uh, the, the the ocean, yeah, oceanography. Oh, yeah. Guy, yeah. Okay. One of the reasons that it imploded. Oh, what was it called? I'm trying to think. I'm coming clear out of my... Element a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, under pressure here trying to think of this. 
Yeah, I love when I do that. But the point I'm trying to make is he didn't follow protocol. He didn't follow procedures and um, that had been proven. He just bypassed a lot of safety stuff. That's right. Okay, and they, now it's kind of hush-hush. You know, they're not really talking about it. Kind of old news, but... But I've 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 watched several YouTube videos of people analyzing and and talking about because it, it it really interests me because I deal in fabricating things and we have to follow standards that have been proven. It's like a test. Um, sometimes yeah. we'll do a destructive test on on welds and make sure and and make sure that it's breaks way past what we're ever gonna put it under. You know. Yeah. And um, they didn't follow all the guidelines. They didn't. They, they, he kind of thumbed his nose up the the owner that, and he ended up dying in the sub himself. That's right. But um, he kind of thumbed his nose up at all these regulations, you know. Well, and and and, and, it, and eventually it took his life. Yeah. And and that's what we're talking about here, you know. Just kind of relating that. Go ahead. It, well, it's funny because I I remember watching. It was probably like a week ago. A lady actually talking about. It. I think it was on YouTube. Yeah. But she was talking about how he, even the design of it, it was not the the sphere design no, it wasn't. that it was, was needed. Tubular. Yeah, and and, and he that's thumbed his why. nose up at that. That's right. And she said, you know, this will never happen again. She's like, it's not that. But she was talking about he did not follow the guidelines, like you were talking yeah. about as a welder. He did not follow the guidelines of the shape that it has to be. And so she's like, I, we were warning him and warning him, and he, he just wouldn't listen. She's like, this will never happen again, nor yeah. has it happened in the past 50 years. He's like, because people Ocean follow Gate. the guidelines. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate, yeah. Ocean Gate. But, yeah, he, he didn't follow the guidelines, and, and no one's really been he tried to hide it. But he didn't follow them. He kind of went on his own, okay? Yeah. And he's like, oh, forget that. Well, I'm comparing that to religion today. Yeah. Okay. People want to go on their own and say, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Guess what? You're going to implode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're going to be just no different than this guy who who thumbed his nose up at the at, at the, the um, procedures that have been proven in the past. And not only that, he took how many lives with him? Oh, I think it was like five uh, or six? Three or four. Oh, yeah. There was five of them, I think, total. Yeah. So even, even if you are following somebody. Oh, yeah. They all that, followed him. That didn't, you know, that didn't yeah. uh, follow God's law. Mm -hmm. You actually worship God in vain. So and I guess the thing that I want to point out here with this is be careful, folks. If amen. you're following a man, you could be following this guy, same as the sub. And the end is death. Yeah. Your soul, you lose your soul. That's right. If you're not paying attention and making sure you're reading your Bible and you're making sure... Because you can understand it yourself, okay? And, Chad, you and I are no different. Yeah. Well, I got to do the it, same it, thing. It's no different. I mean, just like it, as Christ says in Matthew 15, 9, and in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we're not following the commandments of men rather than the commandment of God. Well, and and think another thing, you know, that's that's a great thing that you bring out, in vain they worship him. Everything this guy did who owned Ocean Gate, it was in vain. Yeah. Everything. There ain't a a, uh, a person alive that's going to want to study his notes. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. 
or his what he discovered and put any trust in it. That's right. It's all junk. Every, everything he put his um, life's work into is all in vain. Yeah. It did absolutely no good because he didn't follow what had been proven in the past. Yeah. Or what somebody, you know, and, and so if we don't follow Jesus the way Jesus wanted us to, that's right. It's in vain. Well, and, and to tie that back into instrumental music. Yeah. Man says it's okay. Sure. You'll, oh, yeah. You'll come across many who will say that that's fine. Yeah. But where does God say it's fine? Mm-hmm. You can't find it in Scripture. So are you going to go off of that belief and go off of what the commandment of man says? Or are you going to go off the commandment of God? Let's not forget, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. Christ has all authority. Not just on earth, but in heaven also. So he has the authority. Thing is, too, Christ did his Father's will. That's right. He only did his Father's will. Only did will. his Father's will. Yeah. And so... If God didn't say it, then why are you doing it? You know, and if you're going to continue to push that instrumental music on others, well, you're doing it because you think it's nice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not going to sound beautiful. But, oh, yeah. You know, it may sound beautiful, but again, God... Let's let's remember what he did with the sacrifices. The sacrifices of the burnt offerings, he said it was a sweet aroma to the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's nothing sweet about a burnt sacrifice like that. Or there's nothing sweet about burning blood and all that. It does no. not smell sweet. No. And so God has different senses than we do. Mm-hmm. Just because it sounds good to us does not mean it sounds good to God. We need to continue to be that sweet aroma to the Lord. We need to make our sacrifices a sweet aroma. And the only way that we can make our sacrifices sweet to the Lord is if we do what He says. So if He does not give us permission and you do it, then you're going beyond Scripture. Mm -hmm. And we're told not to add to or take away from. Galatians 3.15, Revelation 22, 18 and 19. And so this, you know, the instrumental music I'm sure a lot of people listening in, maybe you're going to disagree. That's fine. Let's talk about it. Maybe I'm wrong. It's better to be on the safe side, though. Yeah. Okay. And as insignificant as you might think it is. Why are you going to risk your soul for it? Talk to that crew of the imploded sub. How significant was it that they followed procedures? And if you could talk to Nadab and Abihu, yeah, how how important how, was it was to get that fire from where God said it's insignificant? We can just get fire wherever. Yeah, who cares? That's it's what fire's they thought. Fire. Fire's fire. Yeah, it burns the same. Yeah, and uh, Uzza, Uzza is another one. Um, you know, poor Uzza, poor guy. It, he had nothing to do with the decisions that were made. You know, talk about putting your faith in in other people, <laughs> men. Uh, yeah, they they decided to haul the ark. On a cart, which was not the procedure given by God. Yep. And it, it, it got a little tipsy. He puts his hand on it. Boom. Dead. That's right. Just that quick. And so. He did have an opportunity to speak up. He didn't. Because mm. uh, Uzzah was actually a part of the yeah, he knew. Levitical tribe. He knew he was supposed to be the one <laughs> yeah, carrying the ark. He knew. And so when, when, <laughs> when David said, does anyone have a problem putting it on a, a cart? He's like, 
He yeah, that's said, a lot of weight off my shoulders. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that'll be <laughs> great, yeah, that'd be man. Great. That's the greatest idea I've heard all day. Yeah. Well, but, and, and, and it might seem like that to us, too. And, you know, and to his defense, though, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. We're getting it, you know, and nobody's touching it. And then when it when it starts to fall, here's the part, though. Like, out of reaction, you can understand. This oh, yeah. is the ark of God. I do not want it to fall. So you, you try to stable it because... Mm. That would be disrespectful to watch God's ark fall. Mm, yeah. But God told him not to touch it, and he touched it. That's how serious God is. It doesn't matter what our intent is behind it. If God didn't say it, or if God said, do it this way, we do it that way. And it doesn't matter our intent. As it talks about in Romans 10, 1 and 2. Romans 10. Let's look at that. Not 1 and 2. 1 through 4. Which which chapter? Romans 10. So this is where, where Paul is, is speaking here, and he's talking to the Roman brethren. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Now, Israel in this context is the Jews, right? These are his Jewish brethren. He says, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. So here he's talking about, you know, they have a zeal for God. These are people who are sincere to the Lord. That's what zeal is, having being very sincere to the Lord. But because it was not according to God's righteousness, according to God's knowledge, they become self-righteous. Mm-hmm. They are self-righteous because they're, they're establishing their own righteousness. If we ever try to establish our own righteousness, Chad, we're not going to make it. Yeah, Christ is the only way. What... That's what was so important about him coming down to earth. And by the way, Philippians 2 talks about, you know, it was not considered robbery to be equal with God. Christ is God. Mm -hmm. And he left his home in glory and became a servant. Like, that is so much more than we deserve. And he showed us the only way to the Father Mm -hmm. because he only did the will of the Father. Again, that's something that no one else can do. It doesn't matter how much we strive to do that. That's what we're striving for. But we fail. And only only, only Christ didn't fail. Well, and, and uh, you want know, something that I just read. When, when Jesus, you know, he's telling, he told his disciples how many times that I'm going to be sacrificed you yeah. know, and they they didn't. They're like, man, teacher's talking crazy again. You know, <laughs> and then the when he sends them in to um get the donkey. Oh right. So you've got an untrained colt. Yeah. And he rides in, just as was prophesied. That's right. You know, everything. The, these guys. These guys could have been checking things off a list. You know, of prophecies that were getting fulfilled. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could have a checklist. Yep, we got the donkey. All right, donkey, colt, Jesus rides in. Yeah. But then how the people 
laid uh, like leaves and, and clothing on the road yep. as he came into Jerusalem. Those branches, yeah. I, I can't even imagine being there and seeing that. I guess my point I'm bringing up is everything was prophesied and it was fulfilled and he followed it to a T. It was everything happened exactly as it had been predicted. Yeah. And and like I said, yeah, you could have been seeing a guy standing there with a clipboard, you know. We got the we got the donkey cult. <laughs> Jesus is on a cult. Check. <laughs> yep, All check. right. And yep. you know, I, what's funny is I was talking about this with my daughter last night. Mm-hmm. You know, these prophecies, e- even God left it up to the enemy to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Like for for his garments, they oh yeah, it's they, incredible. They tore it into four pieces. But then when they came to his clothes, they cast lots for it. They didn't rip it apart. Mm. And and who would have known that the enemy was going to do this? But that you know and, and to be hung on a tree. Yeah. That wasn't even a practice. When it was prophesied, that wasn't even a practice. It wasn't even a practice. Not Crucifixion. for like another 500 years, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that'd be like us um, before America... Predicting that Donald Trump would be the president someday. Yeah, well, when, when like we going, don't even when we don't even have a president structure or any of that structure. Or let let's say going back two hundred years when we had black slaves and everything mm-hmm. to say that Obama was going to be president. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like when was he president? Like two thousand two. Oh wait. Oh wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little off. <laughs> but anyway, so two thousand eight. We're going to have our first black president. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that? Like, if if I said that 200 years ago, you would have thought I was crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Well, and even to predict that, let's say, before America was even founded. Yeah. How do they even know America would even have a president? That's right. You know, and that's that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. It was predicted before you, the structure was even in place yeah. of, of any kind of government. Well, I would, I would even say... Like a hundred years ago, to say you know in 2016, everyone would have thought. Let's say even back when I graduated, 2002. If I said Donald Trump is going to be president in 2016, man, if I could have predicted that, how uh, boy, how I would have been praised, right? Mm-hmm. Now imagine 500 years. Yeah. So much changes. Yeah, I mean, just it, look at the past 20 years, Chad. Can you? I didn't have a cell phone twenty years ago. Yeah, and now I can't leave the house without it. Yeah, there's no way we can live without our cell phones. Mm-hmm. That's just twenty years. Mm-hmm. Five hundred years difference. There, and it's just incredible. Even to the point where um, he predicted or prophesied that um, when he was born, killing all the first male ch- children from two years and younger. You know, and there's going to be this great wailing and weeping that no one could, no one could tame. That was prophesied. Yep. So, just the the beautiful aspect of it, how God left it up to the enemy to fulfill it, and they filled it. You know, just like these the the soldiers that was crucifying Christ, if they knew that they were fulfilling Scripture, do you think they would have done it? No, goodness no. <laughs> no. And like, imagine the Jews and, and knowing that they're fulfilling this I know prophecy. We, and I know we talk about this all the time, folks. But it, it really is I- incredible. And how 
perfect God is. Yeah, and in every way. When we think about, you know, what Jesus did for us, um, coming and living out those prophecies, you know, and and he, it, it was effortless. Right. That, that, that they didn't have to be like, oh, stop! This was prophesied. We gotta do it this way. No, it just happened. Yeah. Exactly how it was supposed to happen. Um, to the point where what's in, Jesus prayed that it wouldn't that he would pass this cup from him. Yeah. So he, Jesus knew that it had to still happen this way, yet he still prayed for it to not happen. Yeah. Which shows the human side of him. He knew he was gonna have to suffer. And he was praying that he wouldn't have to follow but through. Even, <clears throat> but even after that, how he prayed, nevertheless, let your will be done. Yeah. I'll know, do it, just but, that, but, but if it's your will, can I pass this from me? And, and so when people think that, you know, the, the Spirit made sure that he wasn't going to feel the pain. No, he felt it just like any one of us would yeah. have. Mm-hmm. And yet he still willingly did it. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> when I even when I study that, and and just read through it. You're you're reading through Matthew. You're going to be getting to it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have to disconnect so I'm not in tears, right? Mm-hmm. But when I when I preach on that, dude, mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a crybaby up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of of actually uh, preaching on that because I'm up there crying and and of course, well as we as we worship him. On and protect the Lord's Supper. Yeah, and you typically know. there's not a dry eye in the in the mm-hmm. crowd. Mm-hmm. You know when when you go through this because mm-hmm. when you when you recognize His sacrifice, when you recognize everything that is involved in it, He knew, and and we can see this from prophecies. He knew what He was going to go through. So all of the the horrific way in which He was beaten and, and all the ways in which He was humiliated he knew that was coming and he still willingly did it wow mm-hmm. like that and that alone should bring you to your knees to thank god for his love thank christ for his love for us just it, it's incredible and so you know as we look through the the law of moses i know that kind of really got off subject but as we look through the law of Moses and we, we see these beautiful foreshadowings of how we should worship him today, Every, it's beautiful. And mm-hmm. like, why would we not want to do it his way? Well, everything had a part. We had to have Moses before we had Christ. That's right. And and Moses had to be there to bring us to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we got a couple minutes. Do you want to read, do you want to read like First Timothy? Uh... Yeah, six, we can do that. Six, eleven through fourteen, or, that, or do you want to cover something else? Uh, no, because I I think that's really kind about of a, kind of a great way to close <laughs> it out. Yeah, we don't have uh, enough time to get to the other point. No, but yeah, so let's go. You know, but the way Christ died for us, the way we see the foreshadowing, the the perfection in God, like I said, should drop us to our knees and and make us want to do everything we can to please Him. Mm-hmm. And knowing that His way is so perfect, this is the only way. So that ties beautifully into 1 Timothy 6, 11 yeah. through 14. Yeah. So let's actually, do you want to read that, Chad? Oh, sure. It says, 
But you, O man of God, so this is First Timothy six eleven through fourteen. Correct. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I urge you, in the sight of God, who gives life to all things, and before Christ Jesus, who witnessed the good confession before Pontius Pilate, that you keep his commandments without spot, uh, without spot, blameless, until our Lord Jesus Christ's appearing, which he will manifest in his own time. He who is the blessed and only uh, potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has importantly dwelling in um, immortal. Oh, sorry. Who alone has immortality, dwelling in unapproachable light, whom no man has seen or can see, to whom be honor and everlasting power. Amen. And that's <clears throat> that is who we serve. I went too far, but that's fine because that that brings it to our point. You know, because because of who Christ is, what He willingly went through we should be more than willing and more than wanting yeah to follow his commands and notice in verse 14 without spot yeah and then, blameless mm-hmm. and it, this is instruction to Timothy he instructs the rich um, commands those who are rich to not be haughty nor to trust in un, uncertain riches but the the last part here guard the faith is the, the what has been given this title yeah of verse 20 and this is instruction to Timothy he says Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust, avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. And you, and you can just imagine Paul telling him, he's like, be weary of these guys. Yeah, They're out there, profane and idle babblings of men. Yeah. Don't follow them. Don't let them get to you. Don't don't hear them. You know, teach against them. You and know? this is actually where what he begins with in, in 1 Timothy 1. Yeah. In verse 4, he says, Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, mm-hmm. which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Yeah. You know, just that let's focus on serving the Lord his way. Yeah. You know, let's not focus on things that will never edify. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I have the joke, did Adam and Eve have a belly button? Because mm-hmm. it would just be weird if they didn't, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that to have a dispute, but people actually have a dispute about that. Mm-hmm. That will never lead to godly edification. No. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ask God when you get there, you know? But yeah. that doesn't lead to godly edification. Yeah. Every waking moment, let's give our life to the Lord, and let's, let's focus and, and try to edify one another let's try to glorify god in everything we do yeah and follow the instruction that god gave us just just like the priests tried to do that's right um and 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 that that's that's what we got to do and do the best we can and so and just like with instrumental music let's we don't have his permission to do it so let's seek to please him Mm -hmm. and know that we have examples we have proven examples and we have a command to sing 
Yeah. And and so let's use what we have and do it his way because we know that this is what is pleasing to him. Mm-hmm. Adding to it, yeah, it's not pleasing to him mm-hmm. because it, you know it's strange to him because he did not give us permission. Just like that strange fire when they dab in Abihu. Yep. Very good point. Mm-hmm. Well, folks, we could go on and on as you can tell here, but we're <laughs> we're out of time. We gotta we gotta put a cap on it at some point. Hopefully you've enjoyed their study tonight. Um, we'll be looking forward to another one next week. Uh, point four or part four, Dave? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Okay. I could literally go on all the time, but you know what? Uh, I think it's time to kind of move on. I don't know how everyone else is feeling about it. So. No, I've enjoyed it, and I appreciate uh, you putting these together for us. And we, we've certainly enjoyed the study. And so we'll be looking forward to another study next week. So thanks for listening. Thank we'll you, We'll see everyone. you next time.